When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. your eyes. It's half past midnight, and you're listening to the Ghost Story Pass. Hello, this is Luke Law, a companion piece to the Ghost Story Guys podcast, where I share some of the folklore surrounding the stories the main episodes tell. Today, I'll be looking at the story of the Beast of Jevodan, as a companion piece to episode 53, The Haunting of France, Viva le Fantôme. This should be painfully clear already, but this Luke Law contains excruciatingly poor pronunciation of what should be easy French names, as we dig into a widely reported werewolf attack. 18th century France, the Gévaudan province in the south. The first reported attack was in 1764 as a young woman tending cattle was attacked by something she described as a large, wolf-like creature with reddish fur, small ears, a dog-like head and a long tail. Luckily for her, the cattle she was looking after managed to drive it away. So, cows won, werewolves nil. A few days later, not far from the first reported attack site, a 14-year-old girl called uh, Yane Bollet goes missing. There is no sign of a body, just her bonnet and clogs were found. Across the summer of 1764, more and more reports of attacks came in, most often against people working alone in the fields. Hysteria begins to take hold. The people of Jevodan province began to arm themselves and attack the local wolves in an attempt to put an end to the beast. Reported injuries showed that the victims were targeted around the neck and head. Talk began that the beast was attacking not for food, but just for fun. As winter hit, the frequency of attacks increased. By this point, reports were split. The more supernaturally inclined, and bear in mind that this was the 1700s, were convinced this was the work of a werewolf. A half-man, half-beast, slaughtering the innocent workers. The beast only got bolder, eventually attacking a band of armed men, including a young man called Yax Portfey. News of this attack got back to the king Louis XV. The king compensated the attack men, including paying for the education of Yax Portfey, and declared that the government would see to the hunting down and slaying of the Beast of Jevodan. The hunt for the beast then becomes a comedy of errors, which gets less funny when you realise how many innocent wolves were killed as a part of the panic. A pair of professional hunters go first in early months of 1765, on the assumption they were dealing with a Eurasian grey wolf. Tweedledum and Tweedledummer here proceed to kill hundreds of grey wolves, and don't appear to have even accidentally disrupted the attacks, which continued without pause. As the victim count rose going into the summer of that year, the king replaced the dumbasses with his own personal lieutenant of the hunt, Francois Antoine. Francois took the novel approach of actually looking for big wolves instead of just going on a puppy murder rampage. As the hunt went on to autumn, he managed to kill the three biggest wolves yet. Of those three, the biggest was over five and a half feet long, 
coming in at 31 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. The king decreed this to be the beast, stuffed it for the royal palace uh, so that everyone could see it, and showered Francois in rewards. Horror movie fans know what's coming next. It's basically Jaws, only somehow this is a historic event with a bloody werewolf. The attacks continued after a brief break of about three months. Attacks continued into 1761. At that point, locals go nuclear. A local innkeeper called Jean Chastel put together a group of hunters reported to have been 300 strong and goes on the warpath. They supposedly get the beast, and the attacks do seem to stop after this was reported. But there's one last twist. A detail added to the story that was an unusual rumour anyone in a modern audience would immediately understand the significance of. People had claimed that the hide of the beast turned aside bullets. Only rumour was, Chastel used a silver bullet to put the beast down. This actual reported beast, its victims, and its escalating hunt may well be where the myth about silver bullets killing werewolves comes from. True, the stature of the beast likely grew in the retelling, and its eventual defeat almost certainly became a more epic battle than what happened in reality, but this is a brilliant foundation for what's now popular folklore. Speaking of popular folklore, the beast itself is pretty well known in pop culture and is a pretty famous werewolf for the retellings. A quick search turns up mentions in the recent Teen Wolf TV series and the film Brotherhood of the Wolf, as well as more classic literary takes such as Le Bête de Givardin. Not to be a spoil sport, but I did come across a theory which may explain the beast without any supernatural elements. Let's talk a little about exotic pets. The rich and easily bored have something of a storied history of picking up exotic pets, with a fun karmic subset of stories about said exotic pets then eating them. Even this year, a giant cat has been photographed in Britain, most likely an escapee from a posh mansion where someone with more money than sense picked up a wild animal as a status symbol. Britain especially has something of a history of big cats spotted in the wild, the lead theory being that they self-liberate from posh confines. It could well be that Jevodan had an extra angry example of this. But then we have reports of a giant, monstrous wolf, right? Most eyewitness reports said it looked like a tall wolf, with some saying it stood as large as a small horse. One quick question. How the heck would an 18th century French peasant know what a lion looks like? Zoos were private collections, often of the aforementioned rich idiots. Heraldic designs only showed you badly drawn lions with manes. No education. No books. They know what a hungry wolf was to stay away from it, though. That could well be the only context they had for a man-eating quadruped, although still a little odd that they didn't think giant cat was a possibility. The theory I came across reckoned immature lion without a mane, without the only real frame of reference they have for lion, and it damn well wouldn't be meowing to give away its feline heritage, this theory starts to seem possible. Don't forget that the first known report specified reddish colouring, and every hunt seemed to spiral into exercising grey wolf killing futility. Add panic to the mix, and the body of the true beast never being recovered for public display back in more civilised Paris, it's a pretty compelling take on the beast of Jevodan. Not as much fun, but I doubt fun was how the terrified peasants took the attacks. Quibbling over what particular murder beast could descend upon them at any moment likely wasn't high on their list of priorities. That was the story of the Beast of Jevodan, a real scourge upon France which appears to be where the idea of silver bullets to kill a werewolf came from. This is only an overview of the story for the most part, although I hope I found some interesting things to share. 
there's actually the Museum of the Beast of Jevedon in Sargs Arvain. If I ever manage to make my way over there, I may do a follow-up episode, possibly even a video tour of the museum to share, depending on how angry that I make the curators. That's all for Luke Law this time, I'll be back in a month with another topic. Followers on Patreon get this early, so check out patreon.com slash ghoststoryguys for that, and plenty more cool stuff if you want to support us directly. But just listening is plenty of support in and of itself. I hope you enjoy my companion show, and please feel free to reach out to either the show or myself directly via email or social media if you have any questions, feedback, or requests for Luke Law. The show email is ghoststoryguys at gmail.com, and I am Luke Greensmith on both Twitter and Facebook. We also have a very active Instagram account full of fun things we've found around the web, and even occasionally news and some behind-the-scenes uh, sneak peeks. Goodbye for now. The Jevardan province, bleh, a local innkeeper called, uh, <laughs> French. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.